Hey, welcome to episode five of Griff's Brain Dump. Um, hey, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? Well, I was out last night again. Yes, I was out last night. Um, I was in Camden. Uh, went out in Camden. Actually, well, before that, we was in an escape room. I was with three of my very good friends. We was in an escape through one of those uh, escape rooms where you're given 60 minutes to work out all the puzzles to get out of the room. And the theme was... It was a Dr. Snake had a neurotoxin that he's about to put in the water to poison New York City. And we had 60 minutes to find to find the, uh, the antidote and detoxify the water. That's what we had to do in 60 minutes. And I tell you now, listeners, that if that was a real life situation, um, New York City would be in real fucking trouble because we were terrible. We were dreadful. It was like each time we got through a room, we was like, yeah, we've done it. I, mean, like, I always forget, you give me one room, there's another room waiting. And we got a hint, I think, at every step of the way. There's one point where we was doing so badly that um, literally all of the doors and contraptions just burst open. Like the guys who organised it just went, these guys are fucking idiots. I just pressed the button and just let us through to the next room. We we struggled. We struggled. We, uh, I've noticed, I, I now know that I am not the guy to save the world. I've always felt if I had a superpower, I, I wouldn't use it effectively anyway. Um, but that showed definitely that uh, I'm, I'm not the guy to save the world. I will tell jokes. I will uh, present stuff on on radio and TV. I will, I'm good at formatting documents as well. I can do that. I'm very good at that. I'll, I'll st- stay in my lane. I'm okay at football. Soccer, football, I'm okay at that, but no, I can't save, can't save New York City. And it's really funny with all those disaster films always based in New York City, right? Like it's the end of the world. It's like no, just New York City. Literally, the rest of America is fine. The rest of the world is fine. Just New York City. It's the end of the world. Just, no, just move, just move, move from New York. That's it. That's what I want to say, but. Did that last night, and then we went to Coco in Camden, which is like a converted theatre. That's a nightclub. Um, that was funny because when we was queuing up outside, we, we got there early because we didn't have tickets, so we we queued on on the door. Got there like ten minutes before, um, ten minutes after it opened, and when we got on the door, the guy's like, um, "Guys, you, it's, it's guilty pleasures. Do you know what's going on tonight?" You know when someone says something like that, you immediately get nervous. Because I was like, um, I, I, I thought I did. I thought I did know what was going on tonight. It was, um, I thought it was just 80s or 90s music. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, yeah, that's what's happening. I was like, why have you made it sound like it's going to be some BDSM like, sex dungeon thing going on in there? It's like, do you, do you know what's going on, guys? It's like, dude, dude, tone it down. Tone it down, like less intensity when you just ask people, hey, it's 80s and 90s. Like, how about that? Just say that. It's 80s and 90s music tonight. Don't just go you, you, looking sideways, looking behind him, talking to his collar. Just, do, do you know you know what it, it is tonight? It's, yeah, you guys, you lot are down for that, right? Because shit might get real in there. Might get really real. Uh, no, and it, it was fun. It was very funny. I think people were a bit thrown off to see four straight men sing so much pop music. <laughs> I don't think people understood what's happening in there. Um, but we had fun. 
We had fun. Um, I severely cock blocked my friends. That was good. And um, it's the worst kind of cock block as well because it was actually uh, well well intentioned. I, I didn't mean to cock block. There's a lady showing him interest all night. Uh, they had been talking all night, dancing around each other. Um, and yeah, it's just, it was all going well. You know, they went away, got drinks, came back. We went away, got drinks, came back. And it's just, we stayed with each other for most of the night. Anyway, uh, she had his phone. Um, and I felt like he wanted his phone back. So I grabbed it out of her hand. You know, did some kind of, some dummy moves. You know, shifted right, shifted left. Passed it to my friend. He put it in his back pocket. You know, and then she was like kind of getting a bit irate about it and started, you know, I couldn't hear over the music. She was there to my friend in his face. Not not really aggressively, but, you know, wanting the phone back. I was like, God, it's his phone. Um, You know, only for me to then realise that it was actually her phone. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, I don't know what mood was happening before exactly but I definitely know that the mood went really far away from you know exchanging numbers or having some sex I I I kind of ruined that <laughs> my friend took it well he wasn't he wasn't too fast he wasn't too fast he wasn't too angry but he wasn't angry at all he, he took it well um, he just found it funny um and then you've got the night tube back oh that was fun um Basically, I like awkward conversations on on the train. Uh, we got on to, we got to train. This guy came on right, and right I get it. Some people wear their trousers low, but this guy, I, I'm gonna say I saw forty percent of his underwear. No 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 bum crack. So that was good. But I saw forty percent of his underwear, uh, and, and my friend's like, "Jeez, fuck it, Darren, Darren, you tell him, tell him to his, tell him to pull his trousers up." It's two of my friends. One of my friends really wanted to do it. That was the one who I caught blocked. He's he's like the worst person for me to be around. He he eggs me on all the time. He always, whenever I'm not meant to do something, he's the one. He's going to do it. It'll be funny. So he's that one. My other friend's more sensible. Was like, don't. That'd be embarrassing for everybody involved. Don't do it. And my other friend was just laughing. So obviously I tapped a guy on the shoulder and said, oh, mate, just to let you know, uh, your underwear's showing. <laughs> And because he was so British about it, he, he didn't give me any bads of back. He was like, oh, like, thank you. And I go, no, don't worry about it. Like, I'm I'm fine. It's just, I know it happens. It's like really late at night. And it's like, there's just bare gravity, isn't it? So much gravity. It's going to be pulling your trousers down. It happens to me sometimes. And he just kind of looked at me and nodded his head, fakes, and turned away. All his friends were laughing at him. I should feel bad. But I found it too funny. I was like, why, why are your pants out? Like, why? When was, like, it, granted, I used to do that when I was about 14. When I was 14. And then someone told me that that was actually kind of prison, uh, prison etiquette to say, hey, um, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm willing. I'm receiving. I'm receptive to your pedal advances. So I was like, whoa, whoa. I know I'm not in prison, but... I don't send out that message. So, <laughs> so I started started using my belt and yeah, started covering my ass, my whole ass rather than having it hang out. So yeah, 
That's well, that was last night. Um, got in at four last week. I got in at about six. So next week, maybe two, maybe two a.m. I'll get in. That'll be good. That'll be good. But um, yeah, that it was fun though. It was fun. And now I'm doing this podcast from about my mum's. It's Mother's Day today, so I'm here at my mum's. Um, doing the podcast here. She's at church at the moment. Um, that's usually my gift is to go to church with her because uh, I'm not religious at all. But she is. She likes it. Um, so that's usually my gift. But I, I was too asleep and hungover, and so, <laughs> so I didn't go. But I didn't promise. I didn't promise I was going. I didn't say I was going, so it's fine. I didn't didn't do anything wrong. Um, you know, and I gave her a nice gift today. I allowed her the opportunity to make me breakfast. So that's that was my, <laughs> that's my Mother's Day gift. She made me breakfast. There you go. That made her happy to feed her son, her youngest son. Why why wouldn't she feed me? No, I did get some nice stuff. I got some flowers. Um, got her a card. This card, I've got the card in front of me. She's got it here. Um, I'll read out to you. This is from the heart, this message. To mum, happy Mother's Day. If you weren't my mum, I'd fake DNA test to show that you were. Cheers for having me because childbirth looks long, especially considering you already had two decent kids. Lizzie, if you don't, like my brother and sister are, there's a bit of an age gap between us, right? And I'm the only child of my mum and dad. My dad had kids before as well. So for me, logically, I can't see why they had another kid like together. You, you've got your kids. You're literally, my sister was 14 when I was born, right? So there's four more years, four more years and she's 18. She's not your responsibility. And then you two can just like have disposable income. You could go on holiday. It's just like you don't have to think about the kids, the adults. They have to fend for themselves and you could just be living life. But what did they do? They had me. Had me. I can't have been planned. I can't have been. Baby Sham. Chinzano. Or Martini. Lambrini. <laughs> All these drinks, they must have played a part. They must have played a part. In my in my conception. Because it makes no sense. No sense at all. My mum was 35 when she had me. 35, two kids, youngest kid's 14, almost an adult. Oh, I just couldn't imagine it. Because 35 doesn't seem old now. But back in the 80s, that's old. That's old to have a kid. Especially when you've already got two. But hey, I'm here. So here I am, my existence, sponsored by cheap alcohol. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm guessing. Has to be. Cheap alcohol and lack of contraception. That's, that's, that's the only way I can justify my existence. I'll ask her. I'll, try, I'll ask her later, hopefully. Hopefully I'll ask her later. But, um, but yeah, that, that's cool. But it's Mother's Day. Um, I'm going to buy her dinner later. That's what I'll do. She made me breakfast. She made herself breakfast. She just made me some more. So I'm going to... I'll buy her dinner later. And hopefully my brother and sister are about as well. Um, well, so earlier in the week as well, I posted pictures of stuff I was going to talk about. Uh, I was at a, an urban, urban gig on Tuesday. Um, everyone knows urban means black, right? That That's what it was. It was a black gig. All, all comedians black, barring one. But he grew up in Stratford and went to school with DWE. So, he, you know... You see what I mean? He's he's, he's got his G pass. He's got <laughs> he's allowed to perform, but um, we 
yeah, it was it was a really fun gig. It was great to do um, some new material. But obviously, the highlight of the gig was police turning up at the venue. So we're in it's only in South London where police will be at your comedy outside the comedy gig because a woman is punching up a man. So it, unreal scenes. We we all reverted back to school kids, all men darting out of the venue to rush outside because we could hear the commotion and all we can hear is going let me go upstairs my daughter let me go upstairs my daughter and I was like oh what, what's happening what's happening what's happening oh is this a father he wants to see his kids she's going to stop him and we f- and found out no he's a cab driver and she was trying to bump the cab trying not to pay him and stuff now I have bumped cabs before I did at uni you know you, put, you get one of your friends pretend they're going to throw up the cab driver panics doesn't want vomit in his car you walk out make sure you help your friend throw up and then you look at each other and then you just sprint off you do that you do that but when did I do that when I was 18 19 broke uni student yeah I have, if I have a kid with me I'm not going to do that with my kid why because kids are crap runners they're not good runners yeah not good runners also she's a rookie she tried to do that with the cab right outside the house. If you're gonna run away from a cab, yeah, you do. You move. You, like, you get the cab to drop you like a street over. That's what you do. Around the corner, so they can't see your front door. You actually want to get dropped off somewhere that the car can't drive because cabbies don't want to leave their car. Uh, they, they'll stand from their car door and scream, "Come back, you bastard!" Oi! like they think that oi is going to make you have a bit of conscience and go as he is saying oi I should go back and pay him now (laughs) no no so that's what she should have done but she was a rookie and she got the cab to drop her right outside her house and then she tried to just leave the cab with her five I think her daughter could be no older than five so she's outside and let me go upstairs my daughter and I was like ah you cow why are you trying to make out this is about your kid being scared like you're trying to protect your daughter you're protecting your daughter from you not paying the cab. I mean, this just the example. Like, how's how's that an example for your child? Seeing that, seeing your mum fighting a cab driver, <laughs> like, punched him in the face. Um, this guy did well though. He he was keeping calm because he wasn't getting too angry. He, he was just trying to restrain her, but she was lining him up like she was holding his collar with one hand and just lining up jabs. And just trying to land him. He was he had good head movement. His, his, his footwork weren't great, but his head movement was nice. He was dodging those punches. All right. But she was lining them up. She's ready. Um and it's weird, no one knew how to split it up. Obviously, the women who are there at the comedy gig don't want to split it up because and actually you might get hurt. And there's a guy involved in the in the in the scuffle. So he's stronger than you. You don't want that to happen. Um, and then as a guy, it's hard to get involved because you're like, whoa, it may look like these two guys beat up this one woman. <laughs> And you don't want that to happen. So that got crazy. They started scuffling on the floor. Um, as what as there was, someone did try to split them up. And as she pulled away, he didn't let go. They ended up rolling on the floor. The kid's screaming in the doorway. Um, they almost fall onto the kid. It's it's kind of, it's, this one starts getting a bit unfunny. Um, but don't worry, it gets funny again. Don't worry, people. So then what happens is she breaks free. Because the guy's just like, look, this has just gone too far now. He just wants the police there. And this guy comes along. So remember, it's an urban gig. It's a black gig. So a lot of the crowd, actually everyone in the crowd is black, barring um, maybe two people. Uh, and this, this white guy comes running down the road to, I think he's a few shops down. He's on the phone to police going, yes, yes, um, need to come to 
uh, come to wherever we were. And he then talk, he starts talking to me and goes, is everything okay now? I was like, pardon? He goes, um, are, are you, is everything okay here? Are you guys okay now? I was like, you guys? No, 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 no. no. Well, I don't know them. I don't know them. He's like, and he just started talking to everyone, like as in we were just this big, like this one party. Just all, all the, we all knew each other to him. Like the people scrapping, the people in the comedy thing. So guys, do, do the police need to come now? Are, are we all okay? Are you guys okay? It was like, uh, we don't know them. Like we don't know them. We don't know what's going on. And he was like, okay, okay, okay. All right, yes. And just back on the phone to police. And yeah, yeah, we, we, no, you're not needed. No, no. They've said everything's okay. It's like, stop saying they. We're not, we're not, we're not one big group. We don't know each other. Uh, and then the cab driver was like, no, it's not okay. I want the police. And he was like, Okay, no, okay, let's let's get the police. Okay, let's get the police now. <laughs> it's just this panic. And all through all of that, you know, we went back in, uh, the police do turn up, um and they did and they looked into the into the comedy. They looked into the uh, to the comedy venue, they saw all the black people in there, they're about to step in, and then the guy who owns the bar as as, as Travis J said brilliantly, used his whiteness to cause <laughs> To calm the situation down. He kind of went out there like, no, these people with me, they're not involved. The police was like, okay, we'll walk off then. And they walked down the road, found the cab driver. But it was a very, very, very funny gig. And all all through that scrapping and fighting, all I could think was, wow, she has a cracking ass." <laughs> the woman, she is punching the guy in the face. And all I was looking at, I was just weapon focused. I was like, that's nice. That is a peach. Like it looked a good combination between good jeans and hard work in the gym. Like that's the light squats, light squats she does. I reckon she could jump really high. Like that, it was nice. She was wearing like those leggings as well. Um, and she was in a squat position when she was trying to pull away from the guy. That's when I really noticed what was going on. Um, yeah, me telling the story about the fight, that was other people's accounts. I wasn't really focused on the punching. I was just staring, just making sure she didn't fall onto that. Uh, that would have been a shame. Well, no, it was a good gig. Lo- loads of great comedians that night. Um, it, there was me. Huh? Yeah, I was there. Junior Booker was emceeing it. Um, again, that guy's hilarious. Very, very funny. Ruben Christian, that's guy who's in the video. He managed to carry on his set and he told one of the funniest... Jokes I've heard in a long time um, called Wrong God. I'm not going to go into it. That's his material. I don't want to ruin stuff, but that's what the joke's called for. It's fantastic. Um, Icy Jones, Travis J, uh, Jose... Is it Jose De La Cruz or De Cruz? But he's Jose the Comedian. No, that's his name on, on social media. And then Axel Blake. Axel Blake finished the show. Um, that's Axel and Jose came after the fight. So... They, they didn't believe us, but they said it was like coming to a school classroom after you've missed a fight. You've had a day off at school and there was a fight yesterday in the playground and they missed out. <laughs> they missed out on the fight. But um, it was interesting for us to get grouped together as one big group. And it kind of leads me on to the film I saw this week, uh, Get Out. Finally seen Get Out um, for this fantastic film. Um, I, I recommend anyone go see it, whether you're black, white, doesn't matter. It's just a good, it's a good uh, dark comedy. It's a horror slash comedy. Um, it will make you jump a little bit, but it's 
is is a dark comedy. You, you, if you're politically aware, then you will find this film brilliant, and that's it. Regardless of race, you'll find this film brilliant. Granted, uh, it was it was awkward because I I I realize I haven't been to black cinema for ages. Black cinemas like black Twitter. It's like normal Twitter, like everyone could use it, but then there's like a subsection where things happen a bit differently. Um, you know, like something happens on black Twitter, you, you fuck up on black Twitter. Ooh, the memes are covered for you. Those, those memes are firing out. Similar to black cinema. I forgot, um, cause I haven't been to black cinema since I was about eight or nine. I went to ABC cinema in Catford, South London. That shows how old, how long ago that was. That ABC cinema hasn't been there in years. And, um, I forgot that people just talk all the way through the film, all the way through. And I wasn't sure, is that is that me being a prude and, you know, saying there's a certain kind of etiquette in the cinema? Because maybe that is how you enjoy a film. You actually are meant to enjoy it and talk and react to everything that's happening. Or should you just, you know, like, shut the fuck up? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm biased. I'm more of the the latter. It was straight. It was surreal for me because I haven't been in that um, situation for so long. Literally every moment, someone was commenting, and it wasn't just one person. It wasn't like it was just one teenage girl talking throughout. No, there was a row of six people in front of me. Um, to the point where they were talking so much that one of them had to go to the other. What did he say? What did he say? What? What was that? What's happening now? It's like, what are you talking about then? You're you're commenting on the film that much, so you don't know what's going on in the film. And do what? Who I blame for that? It's the Sky Plus, Sky Plus generation. People are so used to pausing and rewinding things, they can't actually just have a continuous bit of focus. Like people can't do it anymore. They've got no attention span to just sit there for an hour and a half and just continuously focus. Instead, they have to just break, get up, talk. I think there's reactions to everything, and I will suggest that though, if you are white, do go um, go to an, go to watch Get Out, Get Out in a, a, in a black area to get a full black cinema experience. <laughs> you get people just screaming, you get people cheering, deaths, uh, clapping at the end of the film. I think everyone who's seen it so far has said that everyone's clapped at the end of the film. Um, I don't, I haven't spoken to any white people who've seen the film though, because it is there. Obviously, there's it's racially charged, the film, but I think it's a plot device. Like, you could replace these white people in the film with, you know, zombies, ghosts, <laughs> just monsters. Just, if you watch the film, that that will make perfect sense to you. I just think it's just a, it's just a plot device. Um, but I'm not sure if any white people were cheering when uh, when white people got killed in the film. <laughs> I'm, not sure, I'm not sure if that actually happened. But um, it was a good film. It was a good film. Um... Race aside slash race included, it was it was just a very smart, smart film, very intended film. So I say if you're politically aware, I don't think you should feel any offence, whether you're black or white, and you'll just enjoy the film thoroughly. That's what I say. But um, I see what else happened this week. Oh, I mean, what else happened? Jesus Christ. Uh, the Westminster attack. Uh, not quite Guy Fawkes level, but... <laughs> Oh, there's not. It's it's never too soon. Uh, life's tragic. More tragedy, more comedy. Uh, yeah, not Guy Fawkes levels at all. Um, really small fry, you know. Guy Fawkes tried to train with explosive underneath 
Parliament. This guy just went for a, I think, a people carrier. No explosives. Um, yeah, it was it was bad though. Like, I, I, what confused me and what made me, um, what I found out is I don't know what terror is. <laughs> I don't actually know what terrorism is. I thought I knew um, because for me, a guy driving across a bridge mowing people down, forcing people to jump off the bridge, thinking that's a better chance of life, crashing a car, stabbing a police officer while trying to gain entry into a government building. Not just any government building, like where the members of parliament are, yeah? And that's not class of terrorism. I, I thought that is. I thought that was it. I thought that was textbook terrorism. But I obviously read the wrong textbook <laughs> what terrorism is oh that was it and i made a joke is the reason i had to delay it because they didn't know what religion the guy was all right and so other people and i ended up in arguments on social media why because it's what i do okay i said i was going to stop arguing on social media i haven't i haven't right i've been in argument every week since started with uh yeah well after the circumcision argument one of her argued about argued about that the kind of racial Islamophobic undertones of the media coverage of of the Westminster attack. I argued about a joke that I made on a on a thread about two months ago, and someone managed to remember it, bring it up, and took it completely out of context and changed almost every word of the joke I said. Um, and then what else did I argue about? Oh, and then I got my first ban on, um, got my first block on Twitter as well. <laughs> By a complete stranger. He kept on punctuating every, every one of his posts with a hashtag and then like some kind of, like what, like an offensive word that made him seem like he was better than me. So he didn't swear. It was like hashtag fool, hashtag cretin. <laughs> I was like, oh, mate, I, I find stuff like that funny. I find it hilarious. Because what a lot of people came back to me when I made my joke about they're waiting for his religion. He's going, what about the IRA? Oh, they're, they're not brown. Um, they're terrorists. And I go, well, that's the kind of point of my of my joke is that it doesn't matter what, what more information do you need to make it terror. The people say, well, we need to know if it's linked to a wide organisation or not. I said, why not say that then? Why not? Why, why say, oh, we're treated as a terror incident until further notice. Let's go. We, we're trying to find out more information. So the news is just, it's so shit now. It's just the news is just stories. Stories with no information. It's like everyone just rushes to the scene and just kind of pieces together things like car, bridge, people, man, brown, beard, stretcher, police, stab. Okay, right, we've got a story. Roll the videotape. Let's go. And, and they just go over a story. Go to run and go. We don't know what's happened. An incident has happened. It seems pretty serious. Join us at 10 p.m. when we actually have all the information to give you what the fuck happened. But instead, it's just a rush. Let's get to the scene and let's just let's just tell a story. Let's just tell a story. Just piece it together. It's just it just annoyed the shit out of me. Um, so that's that's the only thing that annoyed me about it. Uh, granted. I've, I've now found out that most widely used definition of terrorism is it has to be, it has to have like a, a political aim to it. Whether you're a group or you're on your own, it has to have a political aim to it, causing terror to the public usually. Um, and, and, that, and that's it. 
it's political aim. But I don't know. It's just sort of just but why if if that's the case then they should have never have mentioned terrorism until they found out. It's just weird. It's just weird to me. But um well, my friend did make a very good point because uh, he messaged me because shut up, Griff. That, that's his first message. It was like a day after I posted this stuff as well. So I was like, what have I done now? What have I done now? Those type of friends I have, they'll message me and tell me to shut up as the first message. Um, and that's a good way to make someone listen. When they're sat in silence, tell them to shut up. They're like, huh? And then, yeah, he explained about uh, the IRA... Obviously, it was a there was a threat, so they need to know whether it's them or not. And I was like, okay, fine. Um, and he made a very good point about how in the past they reported like a normal car crash being a terrorist incident and causing panic. But again, it goes back to my point: stop reporting things that you don't know. Just go, we don't know the information yet. That's it. Like we had twenty-four hour news, twenty-four hour news channels. Why? Why do you have 24-hour news channels when there isn't 24 hours worth of news? You don't watch it. Watch a news channel for two hours. I could guarantee the same six stories will be covered. Just on loop. Just on loop. And that's just the world we live in. It's just TV, entertainment, news. It all becomes one thing. It's like news should be flipping boring. It should just be information. It shouldn't be sensational. It should be great. It should be facts. Four people have died, 14 injured. And just say how, say how it happened, where it happened. Anything else, don't add to it. No, don't care. Don't care, just tell me what happened. Don't, don't even want any analysis, just facts. That's all. Maybe that's why I don't run a news channel, though. <laughs> that's why I don't run a TV channel. You're just getting facts. No entertainment at all. But how long has this podcast been? Um, at, what, how long have I been on for talking? I'm going to have a check. Oh, 30 minutes. Jesus Christ. I didn't realise I was talking that long. Right, let me wrap this up. Um, like I said, every week I do my stats to find out who has been the top listening city of the week. Right, the top listening city of the week. Let's go from... Um, it's going to be top five. I will give a shout out to four areas that narrowly missed out. Ashburn, Virginia, San Francisco, California, Roehampton and Wolverhampton. All just missed out on the top five. All missed out on the top five. So, hey, get sharing. You might be able to break the top five. Here is this week's top five. Okay, in number five, fifth place, Southampton, United Kingdom. Okay. Fourth place, West Ham, United Kingdom. In third place, Boyden, Virginia. <gasps> that means we've got a new leader. We've got... What a new winner. What a new winner for this week. New winner for this week's a Boyden, Virginia. What happened? What happened? Dropped a third. Got arrogant. Got lazy. <laughs> In second place is London, United Kingdom, which means that the winning city for this week is drumroll. Can you say shy city? Chicago, Illinois is the top listening city. Chicago is the first city that I went to in America. Went to see the Cubs play at Wrigley Field in 2014 on 125-year anniversary. They beat the Cardinals. See, I was there. I was there. I started supporting the Cubs. So sorry, White Sox fans, if I've eliminated you. 
or even you don't like baseball. I just assumed you like baseball. But hey, I became a Cubs fan because that was the team I watched. If White Sox were playing, I would have watched them. But instead, Beyonce and Jay-Z were doing that on the run tour. It's, so that's why there was no White Sox game. But yeah, there you go. That's the podcast. Um, as you join me next week. Um, yeah, for more nonsense. Cheers.